0: Hey, Sean Gaby here. Welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Hey everyone, Sean Gaby here with the Supernatural Leadership Podcast, talking about the difference between principle-led leadership and presence-led leadership. We all have a leader within. Why not make that leader a little more supernatural? Enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome again to another Supernatural Leadership podcast episode. My name is Sean Gaby. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening, and hey, if you're watching on YouTube, as you know, we just launched a new YouTube channel uh for the Supernatural Leadership podcast. If you're watching here, thank you for for stopping by. Make sure to subscribe, like, share it with your friends. The same with the podcast. Uh rate it, review it. It really helps get the word out. As you know, Uh, Every single month, we try to bring on new guests, have new conversations, life-giving conversations, and I'm super excited today. We have Patricia King, who is a very special person to my wife and I's lives over the years and uh, probably more than she realizes, actually, and or knows. For example, years ago, she actually gave us her Canadian Federally Incorporated Charitable Organization, which is now, as many of you know, Kingdom Culture she forwarded my first book, opened up actually many doors in media in the beginning of my journey to us. And, uh, you know, just by being on her show, and it's truly been a part of so many amazing spiritual milestone moments in our lives and ministry. Before I bring her on, I want to read a little bit of her bio to you in case you don't know who she is. Or maybe you've heard her name. Maybe you've seen her on some sort on TV, uh, you know, at some point. But I want to read her bio just as we be, before we bring her on. Patricia King is a respected apostolic and prophetic minister of the gospel, successful business owner, and an inventive entrepreneur. She is an accomplished itinerant speaker, author, television host, media producer, and ministry network overseer who has given her life fully to Jesus Christ and to his kingdom's advancement in the earth. She is the founder of Patricia King Ministries and co founder of xpmedia.com. Welcome, Patricia. How are you doing?
1: Hey, thank you so much, Sean. And what an honor to be on this podcast with you. And um, I'm excited about the topic. I'm excited about what you're doing with business people.
0: Well, so good to have you on. I feel like this is actually long, long overdue. And just to echo what I said in the beginning, like you have had such a huge impact on my whole life. Um, And I remember in the very beginning, and you might not even know this, but in the very, I think when I first heard about you, uh, in the early 2000s, I got a DVD, and it was you and Larry Randolph on one of your first shows. I think you were filming in Las Vegas or somewhere. Was right. it Las Vegas? Is that what yeah, it was? Las Vegas. Yeah, and you were on the street, and I was watching yeah. you and uh, and Larry Randolph talk and go to the street, and I was just really impacted because I was doing that, but at that point, I mean, we didn't have YouTube, we didn't have like, we didn't see a lot of it happening. And so, to see other people around the world doing it, and that's really how I was introduced to you. And then it's funny because yeah. probably a decade later, I mean, I had no relationship with you, no connection to you at that point. about a decade later, I don't know if you remember this, well, you would probably. but you and I, we you you brought me down to Las Vegas, and we did a documentary on street evangelism. It's called the fire of God. Remember that baptism of mm-hmm. fire right. and we were down in Las Vegas. And so I thought I felt like it was a full circle moment. Like here I am, yeah. I'm introduced to you watching you in Las Vegas on the street. 10 years later, I'm filming a documentary with you on the streets of Las Vegas. Yeah. And so
1: that's crazy 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 such 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 amazing days and i know the very first time i met you uh sean it was love at first sight because i saw your fire for the lord your passion your your intense willingness to do whatever god was calling you to do and it was wonderful and it has been wonderful to see you uh grow as a strong leader in the body and being a strong voice for the lord
0: well i appreciate that you know i i You know, I always remember that there, you know, so many leaders, uh, peer leaders in your life that I looked up to people that, you know, would tell me Patricia King is one of the most amazing Christians I've ever met. I would hear that all the time. And I feel like your example, your integrity, your generosity, your model over the years has paved the way for so many people like myself to just Mm -hmm. to shine and and be the leaders that we are called to be because we have models like you. And I know that you've impacted so many, so many leaders around the world. And so thank you for being you. Thank you for staying the course and you've stayed it and you've been in the fire and you've been tried by all kinds of things and you persevered and you've come out on the other side. In my perspective, stronger, bigger, better on every, on every level. So I'm excited for this conversation. Let's dive in. I really want to dive into your origin story. How did you become a supernatural leader, like what was your journey like? And then we're going to dive into some real cool, cool topics.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, like we talked about earlier, Sean, uh, when we were sharing before the program came on, is that I was a natural leader, even before I ever knew the Lord. So growing up as a child, uh, people would just follow me. You know, I wasn't trying to be a leader or anything. It was just like, that's the nature of a leader. When you're a leader, people will follow. And so when we were playing games, people wanted to follow me. When we went to school, um, they would follow me into different things. In high school, I was part of the student council. um, And, you know, kind of always on, on, on the cutting edge. And even when I look back now, I had entrepreneurial giftings back then that I used in high school for different um, you know, projects that we were working on in that. Um, and then I went into nurses training. And when I came out of nurses training, of course, I was nursing in a hospital, um, on staff. So I wasn't in leadership at that time. I was just part of the nursing staff. And, uh, so I would do my job for it. So it was just latent. And so I think sometimes people's leadership gifts lie a bit dormant for wow. a season. And so that was dormant in me. But when I came to the Lord, um, things just unlocked. I I had so much fire in me when I came to the Lord. And when was that? How old were you when that happened? I I was in my uh, uh, mid early twenties and I, I was just on fire. I just wanted everyone to know Jesus. So as I was going out on the streets, wherever I could find people, Um, I would share the testimonies and people would come with me and we'd plan events and people would follow. And so when I look back, I always had that leadership operative. It was a gift. I didn't learn it. Um, It it was just a gift and you can learn leadership too. If you're not gifted, you can learn it, you know, but, um, but I happened to be gifted in it. So I was in ministry, ended up being in in full-time ministry to the body of Christ um, for many years and one day down the road, I mean, it was many years down down the road. In fact, I was fifty. I'm uh, seventy-one right now, but I was fifty at the time. You look great. And I've been in ministry. By the way. Well, thank you. <laughs> I've been in ministry for um, you know a, more than a couple of decades, and wow. and all of a sudden, I'm reading my Bible in the presence of the Lord one day, and the Holy Spirit speaks to me. And he, and, and he says, um, I want you to see something. And I heard the spirit of the Lord through the scripture say, I'm about my father's business. And the word business was just like in neon. Lights. It just wow. was like that in the presence. And I noticed, I thought, oh, that's really interesting. It doesn't say uh, he's about his father's ministry. He said he's about his father's business. And it just grabbed my attention. Now. Up to that time, I'd been leading our ministry. So of course, anyone knows that if you've got um, an established ministry, especially with a nonprofit organization, there are there's criteria for it, and there are protocols for it that you have to learn. There's different things that you have to do on business aspects of it that have to be cared for and properly stewarded. So I'd been doing that over the years growing as i went but i never thought i'd never been like a business woman never even thought of it never had any thought of it at all um in my whole whole life and all of a sudden i feel the holy spirit say i'm going to call you into my father's business but again it was like neon lights wow. business 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 so At that time, I felt that there was a call to marketplace ministry and for the church to come out of the four walls of the church and really infiltrate society. This was before we were hearing about Seven Mountains of Influence and stuff like that. But it was just something the Lord spoke to me about. And he said, I want to show you how you can influence on a different level. So long story short, our first business that we jumped into actually was XP Media. And what it was is for the kingdom advancement uh, to distribute media, because like you said, back in the day, there wasn't YouTube or Facebook or anything like that, that you could get your media distributed on. And very few people were even producing media. So I felt the Lord say, I want you to build a model here um, so that uh, you can help people not only produce their media, but distribute their media. They're Christian media and get the message out that way. So he said, and I want you to establish this, this company with investors. And so that's what we did. We went to a few kingdom minded people and said, this is the vision. Um, It is going to be a for-profit company. um, And would you be willing to get it off the ground? This is the model that God's shown us. So we have this whole team of us that just poured into it because back in the day you didn't have all the plugins available you had to build everything from scratch so we had to program the entire thing from scratch without ever having any experience in it but that was our first uh, kingdom business and it was very successful in that it broke uh, membranes open for uh, people that had no way to get their message out to have a distribution portal Wow. A place to uh, put their media. And then, of course, everything kind of escalated from there, and there's so many opportunities now. But it was like a breaker. And I think sometimes God will call us, even as business people, to build a breaker anointing. Yeah, um, now, I just want to maybe inject this because I know we were going to cover some things maybe on this later, but um no, maybe we'll do it later. there there there's a fine line. if you are in a ministry, And you are also in a business. There are certain legal things that need to be stewarded there and there can't be crossovers in 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 those areas and i did not realize that at the time because i was just coming out of presence like jesus told me to do this let's do it right and there are certain things i didn't understand that i know now so we had to actually restructure years later when we found that out we had to restructure but for years we just went and we just went for it in the lord built our father's business giving him what he was looking for so then, after that, more opportunities came up. Like for for example, um, the Lord directed me to a particular hairstylist, and uh, he lived in a gay lifestyle, had had lived in a gay lifestyle for over twenty two years, and so I sat in his chair, and he just was quite open about his lifestyle. He knew I was a Christian minister, but at that time we were producing television programs locally in our uh, little studio that we built lo- locally. And, um, I, you know, I, I said to him, I said, you know, um, have you ever done hair for uh, television he said no but I'd love to and I said well I have a studio locally and we bring in uh, Christian celebrities because he was talking about Hollywood and that (laughs) I said we bring in Christian celebrities and we film them and you know I'm looking for I just chose to look for one at that moment actually I'm looking for a hairstylist Uh, would you would you be open to being our hairstylist for our television programs. And he said, Oh my gosh, I would wow. love to, you know? And so I said, okay, well, you're going to have to come in for a full two days because we bring all the guests in for two days and we bang out the programs one after another. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give me the dates. and I'll block it off for you. So
0: wow.
1: he came in as an unsaved person and we just loved on him. And I made him sit in the studio while we're filming because I wanted him to hear the gospel and hear, hear all the messages. So I said, you have to sit here in the studio just in case between uh, sets, you know, (laughs) the hair needs to be fixed or whatever. So he, he, did that. And, and eventually he came to know the Lord. Uh, I was out in the car with him one night and he said, I don't know why you Christians hate us gays so much. And I said, I'm so sorry if you feel that way uh, because we definitely shouldn't hate and if you ever felt that it's just not representing god because he loves you and yeah. i said i love you but i have to be honest with you too is that your lifestyle's hurting you and i gave him some scenario and he said i never thought of it that way so he came to the lord that night Amazing. and then i said you know your heavenly father loves you because he had a real bad situation growing up with his own natural father And I said, your heavenly father loves you so much. And he wants to give you the desires of your heart. And I said, what would that be? If you could have a desire fulfilled, what would it be? And he said, I've always wanted to own my own hair salon, but I've never been able to because of, you know, financial stewardship and different things. And I said, you know what? And I just felt the Holy Spirit say, set him up in in a salon. I said, you know what? I'm gonna give you your own salon. I feel the heavenly Father, my heavenly Father, who is your heavenly Father now, Amazing. saying for me to help you get your own salon. And I thought he was gonna ball his eyes out. Wow. He said, "What?" I said, "I'm gonna set you up here in the city with your own salon, and I'm gonna give it to you. But for the first couple of years, I wanna, I want you to just to be the manager." Because I want to make sure I can teach you how to properly steward your finance. So when I do give it to you, you'll be able to run with it. And he said, are you kidding? So that's what we did. And he had his own salon. Well, he was so on fire for the Lord that that salon ended up being a real light in our community. Wow. he would have you know the catholic priest came in he told him about jesus being born again filled with the holy spirit he would tell the city mayor came in to get his hair done and he would just you know mormons came in to get their hair done and he would tell them all about jesus and then he started doing outreach into the community by taking his services even to the agent wow. who couldn't get out of their homes and stuff Amazing. and then when we went over to cambodia and we're working with the poor. Uh, God had spoken to us about using business as a way to annihilate systemic poverty, because we could preach the gospel, but they're still hungry. Right. And we could give them food. But after we finish giving them our food, they still are going to be hungry again. So he said, start businesses. So we started a number of different businesses. And when Gregory heard that, he said, hey, how about if I go over and train girls how to be hairstylists? Wow! And so we brought that. him over there and he did that.
0: Crazy. And so
1: we set up a whole uh, hair salon and nail salon and everything right there in Cambodia and brought people out of poverty um, as they were trained to do that. Wow. And, uh, he, you know, he just became came an advocate for the poor and the suffering, using the business as a light um, in, in the city. Another business. Um, I mean, they just came, you know, as you go. Yeah. God will give you creative ideas. They just come from his spirit. You know, you walk with God and you can identify. So one of the things in our city he he had us do was build relationship with a Muslim family who owned a coffee shop on the main street of our city. And um, we would go in there and have coffee just to build relationship with them. And then one day they came to us and they said, you know, we're going through a really challenging time financially. We have to sell our business. Do you know of anyone who would like to buy it? And I felt the Holy Spirit say, buy it. And so we did. We bought their business and we started a coffee shop um, there on the main street. And so it was like replacing the, the Muslim ownership with Jesus ownership. And we just loved them. We prayed for them. We preached the gospel to them. They never did receive the Lord, but I know that they were touched by yeah, the Lord. Sure. And then we started proclaiming the gospel through the coffee shop. So we would have like revival meetings at night after the coffee shop was closed. We'd open it up for revival meetings and people would come in and uh, we'd have um, artists and poets and everything in the coffee shop that were, you know, uh, Jesus people. Right. And uh, and and so it became a real outreach in the community. And always every time the Lord led us into business, it was more for kingdom advancement. That was what was in our mind. I never I never actually thought of, oh, we're going to make a pile of money on this. It was more like, give me the faith to do whatever is needed uh, to give you the glory in this, Lord. Let it be a light for you. And as I did that, money followed all the time. Money would follow. But I never made money. The goal. It was always kingdom vision was my goal. Same within real estate. You know, when we went into real estate, the Lord showed us, he said, when you own land, in a community, you have authority, and the more land you own, the more authority you have over that region. And so you're, you're, then you're he just, started.
0: Yeah, just just started. to go back for one second, I love this. Just just to go back, so you started all of this process when you were fifty. You said, "Yeah, like the majority of yeah. this stuff it all happened when it was 50, you were 50. All of and, it. I, and I think yeah. like one of the things, and I want to go back to the real estate thing for a second because that was when I first met you. That's what. Like I was kind of introduced to that here when I I remember you had flown actually, I think I had met you before that, but you you had flown me down to Maricopa. I think you had just moved there. And okay. you had started buying up all these properties. This was around okay. right before I think the big recession took place. Is right. That, is right. that correct? Somewhere in that time frame. Yeah. You started buying property. But one of the things that I noticed about you was that all of your motivation and from Conversating with you, and then even just what you're saying right now, you were were very mission minded in all of the things that you undertook when it came to business. Like you had a very generous mindset. Your motivation, like you said, wasn't just money hungry. I'm going to make a bunch of money so I can have a bunch of money. It was very mission minded. Like you had a kingdom vision behind everything Mm -hmm. that you put your hand to, and I really respected that. And and I saw like your generosity even in that. Like I. You, you you don't remember, but little things that you would say or do. Like I would just be watching. I was relatively new in ministry at that time. And I just was super admiring your your ability. You're this like full-time vocational minister who's traveling around the world, doing amazing things around the world, and yet you're 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 branching off into all these other areas, and all these other areas were just simply like another part of your ministry. That's what I saw it as. It was like exactly. all these business ventures were just a part of you as a minister. And I, I love that because I feel like that's what David, like David, the greatest king that Israel ever ever had, one of the things about him was that he spent his beginning years ministering to God. He spent his beginning years you know, worshiping God, you know, writing amazing, you know, poetry to God, taking care of the sheep, because one day he would literally take care of the sheep of Israel, the people of of God, and, and he would lead them. And here he was, this priest before God, ministering before God, developing this inner side of his love for, for God in relationship. And that was preparation for him to be one of the greatest kings that Israel would ever have. And I, I feel like that's a picture of what you know the the prophecy in Zechariah that says that there would be coming that there would be a Messiah, Jesus that would come and he would find the harmony. This is the words that Zechariah used. He'd find the harmony between his both his role as both priest and his role as king. And I feel like what makes us a more powerful king is we're all kings and priests, according to the book of Revelation, what makes us a powerful king in society influencing society, is understanding our role as priests ministering to God letting that mission and vision of our relationship with God trans be transposed literally into the vision we have for the marketplace and i feel like you've modeled this so so well and so yeah like when i first met you this is what i saw but 50 mm-hmm. like you started all this at 50 yeah. and that's so respectable yeah. to me because so many people are like mm-hmm. are like i'm on my way out at 50
1: I'm 70 and in my seventies now, and I'm just beginning, you know, there's more, <laughs> there's always more, That's you amazing. know, um, when I was 50, um, I became an author, a first time author, and now I've authored over a hundred books. Wow. When I was 50, I'd never been in business, but I became a business person in my fifties. When I That's was funny. in my fifties, I became a television uh, host and producer and I'd never had any ambition for that either and so I just want to encourage those of you that are are, are in you know maybe the second half of life like there's so much there for you it, it's just like you know it's it's never ending even now at 70 I'm saying okay God what do you what do you want for me now you know I I want to uh, walk with you and whatever you have and I think that's the key Sean is that um you know, When I was just a couple of days old in the Lord, I had an encounter with God where he showed me myself as a child in his presence, in the presence of father God. And, um, and that childlikeness is with me to this day. And, and I think that when you see yourself as first of all, a child, because before we're a servant we're a child. Before we're a business person, we're a child of God. Everything comes out of that relationship with him as being his child. And when you have that childlike faith and childlike perspective, all things are possible. And you're not putting the extra pressure on yourself, performance pressure. Children don't put performance pressure on themselves. If they have it, it's been taught because of Of what's been put on them but your heavenly father never does that to you so when you're in his presence and you're living with him like yay i'm in daddy's presence today and all of a sudden he opens up an opportunity it's like yeah you know let's go father you know and it's like everything by faith like faith is kingdom currency not money faith is kingdom currency so whatever god shows you to do you can give him your yes and he will give you everything that is needed to fulfill that. Wow. As soon as I know God's leading it, I don't have to worry about where the money's coming from or whatever. I just I just follow him and it just comes. And so, um, you know, presence, and you mentioned that before too, is what's very a very important value for yourself is everything being born out of presence. Yes. Um, principles are good. Principles are really good. And you can learn principles we should apply godly principles, but it's what comes out of presence that, that, that is the life. Right. And so, um, so so let me ask you a question.
0: Let me ask you a question. What would you say to the, the young leader out there that has family, all kinds of commitments, they hear your story, they're inspired. They, they have entrepreneurial, you know, dreams within them they you know they feel called to maybe some sort of vocational ministry i mean we're all called to ministry it just looks different it's expressed different but sure they may be in a season where they're at home taking care of their kids or whatever but they hear you they're like oh that's so inspiring like (laughs) i resonate with that but yet my life feels so busy so chaotic how do i take a step even close to that direction with what i currently because i mean you had family i mean you you have two kids correct me if i'm wrong you have two kids that's mm-hmm. at one point you know you guys were you know barely making ends meet believing god for your meals believing god for your food and you had seasons where god was showing you like he was the provider maybe you weren't yeah. seeing that he was like more than enough at times because it felt like you were just making it but and we all have seasons like that we learn perseverance Hey, everyone, before we continue on, Supernatural Leadership School is now live. The platform has been launched with our very first e-course called The Voice of God module. I would encourage you, head over to SupernaturalLeadership.com and sign up today and begin a brand new Supernatural Leadership journey. In those seasons, but what would you say to that person who just feels like, I just don't have the time. Like, what do I do? Or, or if I do that, yeah. am I going to like burn myself out? Like, what would you say to that person?
1: Sure. Let me just backtrack just a little bit and give a, a little history here. Is that um, when my husband and I were called by the Lord to go into full time um, uh, missions work? And leaving our secular employment, which was our ministry at the time, but we left it all when we left the provision that came from that the Lord spoke to us clearly He said I'm going to teach you um, to live uh, with no visible means of financial support. I was excited. I thought, yay, we're going to get into supernatural realms of glory here. Miracle provision every day coming out of heaven. It's going to be amazing. And it wasn't like that. It wasn't amazing (laughs) like that at all. It was just like pure hellish warfare for five years. But we had given God our yes. We had given God our yes. And we had to walk through by faith, learning how to go to only him. And he said, I don't want you telling anyone about your needs. I want you to get to go only to me only to me and only trust me don't go to anyone else and so we learned that in that five years and it was it was very very challenging because our children were little at the time too we had to put food on the table for them and it was sometimes we literally had what we called faith meals you just believe there's food on the plate right (laughs) and so like um, peter pan (laughs) you know yeah there was there was some big lessons to be learned at that time but when it broke and By the way, if you're in a hard place, standing on the word of God right now that he's given you, and you're not seeing your breakthrough yet, as you continue to stand and fight against every element that is resisting you, the day will come when your breakthrough will manifest. When that breakthrough manifests, you will have authority in that realm that you fought through. You will have authority in that realm. And I believe that's what happened with us, Sean, with the area of um, financial abundance, Um, is that we we contended for the realm even though we didn't know what we were doing at the time we're just obeying god said just only go to me only go to me so we were decreeing the word of god every day and we were praying and standing on the word and standing on the promises when it didn't look like they were coming to pass at all but we obeyed everything that the lord told us to do and at the end of that it gave us a realm so i just want everyone to to understand that but the 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 answer to your question, what I would speak to the younger generation, that says, I don't know what to do. I don't have time. I don't have maybe money or, or whatever is I'd say, go into the presence of God because everything needs to be born out of his presence, everything. And it's like, even your grace to get through the schedule you have in a day, it, it is, it is, a grace that comes from his presence but when you're in his presence and you're seeking his face he's a person he's not just a principal he is he is a person and when you're in his presence everything everything flows out of that everything that you need and i remember one time i was in my office and i had a stack of admin like a stack of it that I had to get through and I was leaving town the next day I wasn't packed yet I hadn't packed or anything and so I had that to do and uh, I, I was booked to have dinner with my husband at six o'clock that night and then we were going to watch my favorite crime show, show after that and here I was working from morning all the way through and it was still like packed full of food or of work everything I worked on created more work and so I, I was at five o'clock at night and I said, Lord, I don't know what to do. I got this mountain. I'm not packed yet. My husband and I are having dinner in an hour. Uh, you know, I want to watch the crime show, you know, <laughs> and, and, and I said, I just don't have time. And he said, no, you have all the time you need. I said, well, it doesn't look like it. How am I going to get through it? He said, you sow time every day into me, into my presence, into serving me. And because you sow time, you can reap time. All you have to do right now is receive it by faith. Just receive it. Wow. So I sat there in my chair. I said, okay, I received time to finish everything on my desk. I just receive it by faith. I didn't feel anything, Sean. I didn't feel no anointing, nothing. I just I just did it by faith. I said, okay, I've got the time now. And I continued to work on my pile. Well, all of a sudden I realized just a minute, the pile's finished. The pile's wow. finished. That's I awesome. looked up at the clock. And it was just before six in time to go and have dinner with my husband. And then, you know, we watched wow. the crime show and I got packed, everything. Wow. And I just want to encourage our viewers that there's supernatural elements of provision, including time that are available to you yeah. but it comes from his presence everything comes from his presence all things are possible in him and too often we try to figure it out in our own mind or the way the lord tells us to figure it out or make investments according to these um equations or whatever and it's like no i just say no i just i think i'll just follow the lord and i remember when i was sitting with dr O roberts a couple years before he passed he knew he was going to be passing so he invited by invitation only into his home about 20 ministers at a time every month he did this and i i was privileged to be one of those that got to sit with him and we were allowed to ask him questions and the question that was on my heart was how can you do everything that you do you're a televangelist you're an author you've um, uh, founded you know medical hospitals universities all of that. I mean, how do you do all of that and maintain your devotion time with the Lord? Mm. And he said, "Oh, that's easy." He said, um, "That's my sacred time in my sacred place." And he says, every day, I I lock myself into my room. And wow. he had a, an office or a prayer room office slash personal office that he went into to pray he said every day i lock myself in there if i'm on the road i'll, I'll, I'll find a place but it's separate and when that door is closed everyone knows that they cannot disturb me no one can disturb me no one not my wife not my children not my uh, secretary even if the president of the united states the queen of england were to call on me they would not be able to reach me because i'm with the most important person in the universe and he said in that wow. place I would spend time with the Lord. And out of that place, listen to this, out of that place, everything I did was born out of my time with him. And I would give him my yes. I gave him my yes. And then I went out and did it. And I had grace to perform everything because it was born out of that place. And I think that's a great key, a great key, especially in business, when you get your business born out of that place.
0: Everything you just said in the last like five minutes really like is the definition of supernatural leadership to me because Mm -hmm. so many people hear that and they hear and they and they even though we're on a supernatural leadership podcast, they hear these stories. It doesn't make sense to their mind. Okay, so how do you receive time? Well, this is the whole premise of supernatural leadership. Like when you are presence led. And you operate within principles, supernatural things happen. If you only want to be principle-led and sometimes include the presence, you're going to have very little supernatural happen in your life. And to to see that as you sow time, you reap time. To see like stories like Oral Roberts where it makes no sense that he was able to accomplish all these things and still keep his sacred time. Well, this is exactly what we're talking about. This is supernatural leadership. And more can get done. It's like when you... You know, you sow $10, you may reap a thousand dollars. You just, it doesn't make sense in the kingdom. Everything is upside down in the kingdom to be first. We are last to go higher. We go lower, you know, to, to receive, we give like everything is upside down. This is supernatural leadership. And so my hope is that everybody listening to this podcast (laughs) would, that this is what they'd be gleaning from. Like, this is what they would be getting is that like what's going to make their leadership supernatural is to do things the supernatural way, which is the way that often makes no sense to our our logic, but often what makes no sense to us makes the most sense to God. And that's the kingdom that we operate within. So one of the things I just, I do want to touch on and I think this is really important is, is what was an area of your journey? Let's say in the last 20 years, it could be 40 years in ministry or in business, in leadership, maybe where you just wanted to quit? Like, and how did you get out of it? Like, I know this is a loaded question. This is probably a whole episode in and of itself, but yeah. can you give us like a five minute, like the time where you were just like, you were done. Maybe you felt like, yeah, you had your your time with God, but maybe things just were coming at you. You were getting hit on all sides and you actually maybe felt like, I don't know how I can manage all of this stuff. Cause I'm sure, and maybe you haven't, maybe you've somehow been, bulletproof to this uh like oral roberts i'm
1: I'm just trying to think which one you know (laughs) (laughs) which time so um the thing about being in kingdom ministry with the lord kingdom business with the lord is that um you know and we talk about supernatural but the supernatural is from the spiritual realm and there's a dark side to the spiritual realm there is a very real enemy who will try to bring discouragement, distraction, um, adverse circumstances. There's a very real enemy and he really does attack, okay? And so there will be times in your life when those attacks come and sometimes they do feel excruciating. Jesus himself felt that. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus himself said, whoa, If there yeah. is any other way, let's take it, right? But he said, not my will, but yours be done. So I remember the first time was when uh, because Ron and I had always done everything together, everything. and uh, we went to the mission field together, you know, I mean, we were always with 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 each other and we involved our children as, as well. But then, I received um, an invitation from Mary Goddard Christian services association in Canada to come and work with her, to be her evangelism director for, for the ministry. And, um, you know, Ron and I had to really pray about it, but we both felt that this was a yes. And Ron especially said, I really feel this is what you need to do in this season. And so We lived in Mission, British Columbia. She lived in Coquitlam area, which was a 45 minute drive from our house. And so as I was driving in there, I felt so separated from my family. And I had never felt that before. And I just I just I couldn't find grace to be separated from my family. And I remember after two weeks of this thinking, I don't think I can do this. I cannot do this. I went home, I was bawling my eyes out. And I said, Ron, I just can't do this. I can't stand this feeling of separation. And he said, you know, we can pray about it, but he said, I understand what you're saying. He said, I feel the same thing, but I feel God saying that this is where you need to be right now. And, um, and we're just going to have to believe for the grace to be on it. And, uh, So I I said, I don't know. I just feel like I just just don't want to do that. But when we went into prayer, the Lord said, yes, this is where I need you right now. So I didn't get grace for it right away. I had to choose grace. I actually had to choose it for about a three-month period before. And I was going into work every single day on this a 3 month period wow. being faithful choosing grace and then all of a sudden the grace came so sometimes you have to choose 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 the grace to get through a battle but there's been you know a few times when the warfare gets excruciating the more you are working with the lord that was very early in our in our ministry that that happened and over the years there's been a few other times when you feel emotionally distraught uh condemnation is something that usually gets me emotionally um when you know you're you're feeling self-condemned mainly because of what's out there co- coming against you and you just feel so bad and you think god maybe i'm not worthy i'm i'm, I'm just not right. worthy to, to be serving you or your people. I'm, I'm, I'm so bad. Everyone thinks I'm bad, you know? And so, um, it was mainly at those times that, um, I had to do like what David did. It says that he encouraged himself in the Lord, but I've had a husband who has been an amazing support over the years. Amazing man. He's been my biggest cheerleader, but everyone needs that. Everyone needs someone in your life that when you are feeling down, I remember before a woman on the front lines conference one time, I got hit with so much like witchcraft attack. I can usually overcome them easily enough, but this one was weird. And I just felt like I was even physically being crushed and I couldn't get my own self out of it. Normally I can so I called some generals of the faith that are friends of mine. And I said, Hey, I can't seem to get through this one on my own. Can you agree with me? And they did. And within the next 24 hours, it was completely broken off. Wow. And I went through a whole wow. new level in my leadership. Wow. Um, it was like, sometimes the enemy will try to take you out right before you go yeah. to your next level.
0: hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, and I've watched you too. Like, I know you, you didn't really touch on it, but like, the, the church persecute you in a lot of ways and I've watched how you've handled it. And you've always encouraged me um, to love your way out of it. To Yeah, love exactly. Those. And yeah. I remember you telling me a long time ago that you were declaring a love war. A love war. I, think, I think that was the <laughs> yeah. words you used. Yeah. Love war and just watching yeah. you because it's really hard to love those that are coming at you. I mean, we can say it, we can speak it, we can say, Oh, Jesus said, love your enemy. Like we could, we could preach the truth of what we should be doing, but then to actually do it when it's happening is a really big challenge. And it's in those seasons where many people give up and you've watched, I mean, you've been around for many years in a ministry context. You've watched many people get taken out, given up, quit because of seasons similar to what you've walked through. And I think Mm -hmm. if we don't keep love as our highest aiming, Paul said it love as your highest aim. You won't win. You won't win. And I, I just I totally admire that about you. And I think that if I take anything away, I take so many things away from watching your life. But if I take anything away from watching your life and watching how you've navigated, you know, ministry, business, all these different things, I would say, man, like you've kept love as your highest goal. You've kept first Corinthians 14 verse one, you know, pursue love, keep love at your oh. highest, your, your your, biggest priority and you'll be able yeah. to do amazing things and overcome really yeah. hard things and make yeah. it through and persevere. And so you've done that. I mean, like, yeah. I think like every generation, I don't, I don't care if it's young, you know, medium, old, whatever, every generation needs to hear that because we all have the opportunity to get embittered. We all have the opportunity to let betrayal, take us out, derail us, mm-hmm. you know, do all these things. But if love is at the center and God is love, if he's at the center of every season, mm-hmm. Proverbs three says, we'll walk on straight paths. If we acknowledge right. him in all of our seasons, make him the priority. We will walk straight and not crooked. And you've done that. And, and I think that, would you say that that was, that is probably one of the greatest keys that you've included. In, I
1: agree. In the- I agree. Like the Bible says, love never fails. And sometimes when you're in a love war, it looks like love is failing, (laughs) Right. but then you have to remember, no, love never fails. And it's true at the end of the season. There it is. I mean, it is amazing. But one encouragement I want to give, if you do make love your greatest aim. And you go through every battle. Like when you're shown hate, you love instead. When you're you're being slandered, you honor instead, right? You just move in the opposite spirit because that's what love will do, right? That's what Jesus did on the cross. So if I wanna be like Jesus, I have to take up my cross too and follow him daily. Well, what did he do on the cross? He loved all mankind without any condition on it whatsoever. So if I can't do that, like First Corinthians 13 says, that no matter how great you are, no matter how well you can prophesy, no matter how much money you give to feed the poor, no matter uh, how many words of knowledge you have, how many mountains you can move, if you don't have love, you have nothing, you are nothing, and it profits nothing. That's just a bunch of nothing. So the only thing that will give us us, um, substance is our love walk. But the good news is, the more you go through your love tests, And the more you pass them, the more you determine, I'm going to love through this. No matter what, I'm going to love just like Jesus loved, the easier it gets. It is so much easier for me to love in really challenging situations. I just got hit with a situation. I think it was yesterday, actually. And um, it was like, whoa, that one stung. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to love back. I'm just going to love real big. And I'm not going to take any offense i'm not going to be embittered in any way i'm just gonna love well and i'm gonna release that love in the spirit over that person but it was so easy because when you train yourself in love it then becomes your first response rather than you know going through all the other stuff first but um I love the challenge. In fact, you know, you were saying that you love giving your people on the podcast a challenge. Well, that would be my challenge. That would be my challenge It's for the next week, even just identify challenges in your life. Love challenges, people that are hard to love. Um, it might yeah. be people at work or people on your business team or clients even it could be clients and say yep i'm gonna love you i'm just gonna conquer with love and intentionally go after love because i feel that love is what process is is what opens up a prosperity realm and i think in business when you have people that truly love favor comes upon them and others see it. And no matter what anyone tries to do to kill you, you know, we see in the political realm right now, oh, it's just as scary. So many, you know, so much hatred. Yeah. Everyone's backbiting, hating. and And I have a message for the politicians that maybe I'll give out one day um but saying hey why don't you just try loving each other all i hear in campaigns is how bad the other person is what about you know telling everyone the good things that you want to do to help the people and love them better you know and so it's like what a different world that would be and in the business world especially there is you know throat cutting all over the place there is competition but love is the opposite of all that and yeah. the one who loves the most is going to get the greatest prize at the end of the day. And love isn't like lay, lay down and trample me underfoot. No, love is strong, actually, but it's so effective and so, such a blessing. It makes you feel strong when you're operating in it, too.
0: Well, I love that. And I think, you know, you. this is a good sort of a little plug for a new book that you're writing, because I think that living offended really stops us from being able to love well because offense yeah. is like a snare, it trips us up, it imprisons us. And how can we love when we're living offended? And so you wrote a book recently called Live Unoffendable. Unoffendable. Yeah. And so what's what, what's so what's so important about, about this? Yeah, t- tell, tell us about <laughs> I'm it. I'm so
1: excited about it because the Lord nailed me um a year ago, actually. Uh he came to me and said, I want you to to learn to live unoffendable. And I thought, yeah, that's awesome. I'll take that. Um, and I thought I did live unoffendable until I didn't, you know.
0: <laughs> and right. he
1: started showing me just little things, even that I didn't even think were offense, that were born out of offense, like even driving down the highway and, you know, getting upset with drivers that weren't driving the way I thought they should drive. Right. And it was like he was showing me all these little things, how easily I would take offense. And by the way, offenses are taken, they're not given. So if you've got one, you took it. But um, because oh, we get that. To that's shoes, so good. right yeah it's but so good. um but then he showed me that inside of a fence there are five transgressions so every time you take an offense you sin five times for every wow. single offense wow. there's you know and, and and i won't go into all that it's in the book but okay. it shows you in the book how to overcome
0: offense
1: and the temptation of offense and how to live unoffendable and it is so amazing it is such an amazing way to live when you can say i refuse to be offended i refuse it there is a higher way that i can take and once i understand what's wrong with things i i can be a solution rather than be offended Being offended Mm -hmm. doesn't prove anything, but being a solution brings freedom into any situation. So the book goes into a lot of stuff like that. I love it. It talks about um, unoffendable justice, because that's something that we feel sometimes on justice issues. I'm a radical justice reformer, you know, and really behind it is a bunch of offense. But if that's the case... If that's the case, we're not going to be able to provide the solutions. But if we can discern the injustice and then in truth and in love, go forth and build the solution, then we're going to have success. Otherwise we're just going to be making more injustices through our offense. So we, we discuss lots of things about, you know, things like
0: that. Yeah. I love it too. That's a book for the season. If you've watched the last three years go by you know that that is a book for totally. this season because oh offense gosh. has been at the core of like Whoa. every battle, every war in the last season. And so I love that. Any you, you have a book. What? Yeah, go ahead.
1: A spirit of offense, a principality actually of offense came in in 2020 when the COVID virus came in and there was uh, the, the, the principality of fear came in and its partner was offense Wow. And if you look back at 2020 historically, look back at 2020, you'll see it everywhere. Offense was uh, uh, offense and fear were manifesting everywhere. It was a principality and it and it got a lot of Christians, but we can get out of it. it yeah. Did.
0: It really did. And you have a third edition of your decree book that just came out, correct? That's and, that's and right. That about? Well, what's that about?
1: Well, decree um, has uh, the third edition has been out for a while, but um, I want to recommend it to those in, in business, because when you proclaim the word of the Lord, it is so powerful. It doesn't return void. It accomplishes everything that it's sent to do. And in Hebrews 11, verse three, it says that by faith, the worlds were framed by the word of God. So you can frame your business and its yeah. success through the word of God by sending the word forth. And I highly recommend that book. It, um, You know, you can get it on an electronic version. I have one in my phone electronically, and then I have them all around the house on paper copies because I like to be able to just pick them up. But there's decrees for every area of your life, but there are specific decrees for your uh, business and your ministries.
0: Yeah, oh, I love that. I love that. So we'll put all that information in the description, all the links there for the decree book, as well as the live unoffendable live unoffendable. Is it already out or is it coming out
1: already out
0: already out? Okay. So make sure everyone you check those two books out. I know you won't regret it. And I believe that these two books will be absolutely vital in building business, building your life, building your leadership, God's way in this next season. Patricia King, thank you so much for taking time. to spend time on this podcast. I know that every listener, everyone watching is definitely taking something so powerful home from this episode. Once again, don't forget, everyone has a leader within. So let's make that leader a lot more supernatural in this season. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast, and we will see you next time. If this podcast has been an investment into your life and or impacted you in any way, we are incredibly thankful. We would love for you to join us in being able to continue bringing leadership content like this every month. Of course, it does not come without a cost and our heart is to continue bringing you more improved quality and content. If you would like to partner with us with a one-time financial gift or to sign up as a monthly partner, you can do so at kingdomculture.ca. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast.